This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to the show. This is JC. Good morning, JC. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Great. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Care Victory. This is JC. You enjoying that weather, Susie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 105, 107 now. It's supposed to be in the 90s today, so it's going to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get it every day. 113. So. Oh. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Stay cool. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Victory. Who's this? This is Gloria. Good morning, JC. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, family. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Victory. This is JC. Hey, good morning, JC and Gloria and Susie and everybody else. This is Bubbly. Happy Saturday. Bubbly. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Good morning. This is Jacqueline. Good morning, Jacqueline. Anyone else? This is Cheryl. Good morning, Cheryl. Hi. Everyone as well. Good morning, Victory family. Happy Saturday. It's Pam. I love you guys. Good morning, Pam. We love you too, hon. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Club Victory. This is JC. Good morning. It's Deidre. Happy Saturday, everyone. Good morning, Deidre. Happy Saturday. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, and welcome to Declare Victory. This is Day C. Saturday, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. Did anyone else join? Would like to say hello? Well, good morning. Welcome to Care Victory. This is JC. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Anyone else joining would like to say good morning?
morning, good morning. Good morning and welcome to Declare Victory. This is Stacey. Did anyone else join? Let's like say good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Did anyone else join us say good morning? Okay, it's time to move on to the next segment of the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Thank you. Hello again. My name is JC and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to phone in daily for the great messages we have planned for you. Our monthly theme entitled The Call. You don't want to miss the teachings and lessons and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. There are no announcements today. There are no prayer requests on the app today. The order of the call is a declaration. It will be by Pastor Lavelle. Praying and corporate praise will be done by our very own Buckley. Then we will go right into the closing comments posted by the declare. Once again, declaration will be by Pastor Lavelle. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Bubbly. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructors come off mute. I now pass the call to the declare, Pastor Lavelle. God bless you all. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning to you, 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 and especially you too. Amen. God has shown us yet another expression of his love, another opportunity. Um to be alive, and we thank God that we were all on the, as my my friend uh, in Texas, Pastor John White says, we were on the woke-up list this morning. <laughs> um, uh, thank you, JC, for our greeting and hosting and, uh, and all that you do. It's good to hear your sound. Um, um, and then... Uh, to my sister, uh, Bubbly, who's going to come after me um, uh, for the prayer and all of that. All right. So um, let's jump in and get started. Uh, JC, what did you say the theme was? Because nobody told me what the theme was. It was just the called. The called. The called. Okay. Yes. All right. The called. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So let me see if I can wrap my mind around that and try and um and uh, come up with something on that. Um, Moni just texted me last night, tell me I was on the do the declaration, but I thank her for her wittiness and her uh, her tenacity. Um. If 
if, if if you have your Bible, when, when you get a chance, I want you to look at Matthew chapter 26, uh, verses 20 through 24. Um, I want to talk about calls. And um, it simply reads, Now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve, and as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceeding sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom, by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. And, and if I could just uh, put a topic on it uh, this morning, I guess I think I would say something like, don't waste your life. Be called. Don't waste your life. And with, with, with all that is going on um, today and our day and time, I I I really believe I I I really believe I really believe that we we should take our Christianity more seriously than what we do. Uh let me say that again. I I really believe that we are, we should take our Christianity more seriously than what we do. Um with all that is going on every time you hear a lesson taught or a sermon preached or even a scripture read, I believe it should be our utmost desire, first of all, to take inventory of our lives and secondly, to take that word and to incorporate it into our own lives. Um, we, we as believers ought not take the word of God as a source of entertainment, we ought not ignore the word. We ought to be um, we ought to be a better people as a result of this word, as a result of our coming to church, being involved with preaching and teaching of the word. When, when you go to church Sunday after Sunday, I, I guess I want to say it this way: you, you ought not come as you are and leave like you came. Um, the song that says. Uh, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. It, it 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 ought to strike a nerve because if you keep singing the same song, the next verse is the next verse says, "I don't want to be like Judas in my heart." And Judas was given the greatest opportunity of any human being, I believe. But Judas did not take his salvation and his service for the Lord seriously. If Judas had taken his salvation, his calling, or his service for the Lord and his church more seriously, then uh, perhaps his name would have been one of the 12 names written to the foundation of the city of New Jerusalem. I mean, if he had uh, taken his salvation seriously, then perhaps there, there, there would have been a book named St. Judas or, or the Gospel According to St. Judas. But instead, Judas's name has become synonymous with treachery and shame because Judas Dante and his work for Divine Comedy 
he paints a picture of hell and he puts Judas in a part of hell all by himself. And he paints a picture of Satan with Judas in his mouth, shaking Judas from side to side to say to us that, that what Judas did was the worst crime that a person could ever commit. And, and, and Judas reminds us that the events that surrounded the crucifixion were not all about the cruelties that Jesus suffered from his enemies, but it also proves to us the cruelties and hypocrisies that he suffered from his own friends. Judas, in other words, reminds us that it's not uh, enough to be called or, 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 or even be labeled a believer. And, and if you're going to make it in the kingdom, you must be a believer. Judas, Judas had a, a good name. The name Judas means praise because, because Judas comes from the word Judah, and, 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 and Judah means to praise God. Judas messed up. He messed up a good name. And even though this morning the other uh, uh, disciples sinned and deserted Jesus, the real tragedy is all of them were reuni reunited with Jesus, all except Judas. Uh, Peter denied him, but Sunday morning, Jesus said, meet me in Galilee. Thomas doubted him, but eight days after the resurrection, he said, reach hither thy hand and feel the nail prints, and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side. But the record is, if you remember, Judas committed suicide. He messed up a good name. And, and I told you that, that, that Judas means to praise, and, and, and he messed it up. And, and I'm wondering, declared victory this morning, how many of us are called Christians, called, watch this, how many of us are called Christians? We're, we're wearing the name of Jesus Christ, because Christians means those that are of Christ. How many of us are wearing Christ's name, but we're messing up a good name? See, I, I've discovered a lot of us, a lot of us, we can talk Christianity by the mile, but we won't live it by the inch. Ooh, you missed it. Let me rewind it. Ooh. I said, a lot of us can talk Christianity by the mile, but we won't live it by the inch. We're messing up a good name. Yes, we're messing up uh, a good name as a believer because he betrayed our Lord. And the Bible says that, that they were in the garden and the soldiers came and Jesus was, was praying and Peter cut a man's ear off and Judas kissed the Savior. And so I come by to suggest to you this morning before you even come down on Judas, you, too, have a choice because I've discovered that the characteristics of treachery and the characteristics of being a traitor is in all of us. So, so you have a choice. You, you can either fight like Peter or, or you can go on like Judas or you can submit like Jesus. Because in the, in the garden, Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. And Peter cut a man's ear off and Judas traded him with a kiss. So the choice is yours today. You can either fight like Peter, you can pretend like Judas, or you can submit like Jesus. And that, in other words, it's either the sword, the kiss, or the cup. You, 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 can, you can fight, or you can submit, or you can pretend to the will of the Father. So, 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 so don't come, on, come down too hard on Brother Judas. And, and, so, and so when I was studying this, um, this passage, I, I, wondered, I wondered why did Jesus give this testimony concerning this man? You, 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 you do know that God does testify concerning his children. He asked Satan about his whereabouts. He said, where you been? What you been up to? Satan uh, said, I've been going up and down in the earth 
and the Lord testified concerning his servant. He said, well, have you considered my servant Job, that, that he's an, a good and upright man, a man that loveth God and eschewed evil? God does testify concerning his children. You, you remember what Jesus said about John the Baptist, there was no man greater born of the woman. Now, 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 declare victory. My question is to you this morning, what is God's testimony about you? What, what is God's testimony about your calling? Not, not, not what folks are saying. See, we worry a lot about what people are saying about you. But what is God saying? What is God saying about your level of commitment concerning your salvation or your service? Are, are you committed? Uh, those of you that were on uh, TNT Bible study the other night, um, when I was, I was sitting in front of my Bible class, and then I, I had those on the line, um, uh, I, I, I asked the question, what is your passion? And some of you may remember that. What is your passion? And everybody started telling me what their passion is. Everybody kept saying, uh, uh, somebody said golf. Somebody said uh, their kids, their job. I mean, there were so many things that people were talking about their passion was. But my question to them was, what is your passion concerning your commitment level to Christ? We're so passionate about other things and everybody else, but, but, but what is our commitment level? Uh, what is our passionate commitment level when it comes to the things of Christ? Are you committed? Can, can, can God say, have you considered my servant Job or whatever your name is? Uh, you can put your name right there. Or are you slipping and sliding, peeping and hiding and ducking and dodging from the Lord, and the Lord is ashamed to own you as his, as his child? The, the Lord said this. Watch this. The Lord said this concerning Judas. This is, this, is, this is the Lord's testimony. Listen, that it would have been better for this man if he had not been born. That, that's a shameful testimony. I, I heard a preacher say that the church is about dying. And it, and and it, and it, and if you and I didn't have to die, y'all, I would probably quit preaching. You know, I would just go on. But since I have to die, since you have to die, then church is a very important issue. But now let me ask you, where's church on your level of priority? If you got to die, I got to die. And the church is the only vessel, the only mode of transportation to take you safely from this side to the other side. I, I come out to ask you, do, do you have your ticket? Are, are, are you Are you in the church? Are you committed? What kind of service, what kind of commitment are you giving God at being called? So I somebody suggest that, that, they're, that, they're, that the reason God gave this testimony is because of three things, and, and y'all, I'll be true. First of all, first of all, I believe that Judas deceived the saints. I believe that he despised the Savior, and then I believe that he destroyed his soul. He, he, he deceived the saints. Because because Judas played the part of a disciple with perfect skill. When when Jesus sent him out on the evangelistic campaign, Judas was right was he was right there. He preached the gospel, he healed uh, the sick. Matter of fact, he had one of the only positions in the church because they didn't have a secretary. He held one of the only positions in the church. And and, and they never really suspected that Judas was a devil. Because because if you know anything about the background and, and Peter and all of them, if, if those disciples, uh, those men, James, John, they, 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 they were sailors, they, they were fishermen. If they had known that Judas was a betrayer, that they would have tore him up. If, if they had ever suspected that Judas was a betrayer, they would have whooped him real good. 
Now, now, don't leave me when I tell you that all of us have the potential of becoming a Jew. All of us have the traits of treachery in us. Yeah, yeah, there's a traitor in you. If it were not for the grace of God, someone has said that the church is only a fellowship of forgiven traitors. All of us have the potential because the tragic limitations about being human is that you know where you've been, but you don't know where you're going. So before you start bragging about what you haven't done and boasting about what you don't do, let me remind you that you know where you've been, but you don't know where you're going. And you don't know how you'll react under a certain circumstance. There's, there's, a, there's another you. There's, there's an elusive self because when I read this this morning, they, they didn't know that Judas was a betrayer. But the Bible said that Jesus did because he had already uh, he had already said that I've chosen 12 and one of you is a devil. Jesus knew from the beginning that Judas was a devil. And, and, and so I asked myself, I asked myself this question. If Jesus knew that Judas was a betrayer, why didn't he just put him out from the beginning? As the Lord said to me, if love and patience wouldn't save him, putting him out wasn't going to save him either. And, and some of you, I've I heard some people say, well, why don't they just put so-and-so out the choir? Why don't they just put so-and-so out the church? But Jesus suggested to me in this passage of Scripture that the church is strong enough to survive and to make it with Judas on board. You don't have to put anybody out. Jesus can make it with Judas on board. But, but Judas was a perfect actor. Understand, his, his garment, underneath his garment of religion, he was dressed up and using church like many people, nothing more than a costume part. You see, a hypocrite is a person who's not really himself on Sunday morning. A hypocrite was Judas. It, it means an actor, someone who's playing a role. And I've come out to share with you all this morning that in the church we got a lot of actors. We have a lot of Judases. I, I know this ain't Hollywood, but nevertheless, we have a lot of actors in the church because you know yourself most of the time that who you show on Sunday is not who you show at home. Wow. And I tell the Greater Harvest Church this all the time. We like to go, we like to go knock on doors to try and win souls. We like to, we like to go invite people uh, uh, from other neighborhoods and stuff to our church and stuff. But you don't have to be a, a soul winner down the street all the time. The best, the best time to be a soul winner is in your own house. Sometimes you just turn over in the bed because you just might sleeping with a with a sinner. But the truth is, we can't get folks to follow us to church because we live so ragged in front of them that they don't want to follow us nowhere. When we have a lot of Judases. Even in our own home, because you know yourself who you show on Sunday is not who you show at home. And if, and if this is not the real you, when you get back home, if you're not living Christianity Monday through Saturday as well as on Sunday, then what I've come by to suggest to you that you're living the life and playing the part of Judas. You, you, you see, Judas never called Jesus Lord. He called him Rabbi. He called him master, he called him teacher, but he never called him Lord. He deceived the saints. You see, he's like most of us. He, he, he wanted a Savior, but he didn't want a Lord. Lord, save me, but I can handle it from here on out. Now, 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 now I, I, know, I know in most situations we, we walk around and try and pick out who Judas is in our churches. You, 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 you be looking around the church trying to pick out who Judas is. But let me tell you that. Judas is not the fellow who slips in late and leaves before the benediction. No. Judas is the kind of person that will volunteer to teach Sunday school. 
Dudes is the kind of person that will be sitting on the deacon ministry, preaching in the pulpit. Uh, He'll be on the praise team. He'll know all the religious cliques and cliches of Christianity. He's the kind of person that's dressed up in a costume that looks like the right thing, but on the inside, he's the imitation. I tell the Greater Harvest Church, it's not how high you jump in here on Sunday, but it's how straight you walk when you come back down. Because it really bothers me. It really bothers me as a pastor when 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 my members don't come to Bible study. It really bothers me when they don't come to Sunday school because because you betray the Lord. Hello, hello, I'm, I'm talking long distance, so don't y'all hang up on me. Since we want to save you, Lord, save me, help me out. We don't, but we don't want the Lord to tell us what to do. You see, see, this was not some 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 winehead. This was not some pimp. This was not some prostitute, this was an apostle of God, and he said that it would have been better for him if he had not been born. This man was religious, but he was lost. He had religion, but he didn't have a relationship. And a lot of us, we have religion, but we don't have a relationship. Wow. Please understand, y'all, that it's not the woodpecker's from the outside to give the church the problems, but it's the termites eating from the inside. And we got a lot of folks on the inside who are claiming to know God. They had loud professions, but silent possessions. Wow. And a lot of folks, a lot, lot, of, lot of people got some folks food. And consequently, you'll you, you, you run some folks out of church because they see how unfaithful you are. And don't you know when folks come inside the church and and some of these new members, they come in, they come in a Bible study, they come into Sunday school, and they look up and don't see you. Don't you know that's a testimony to them of how you feel about God? They see you, and you've never got anything to sing about, and God's been good to you, and God has been blessing you, and, and, and God has been keeping you. And every time they see you, you got a frown on your face. You sit up in church and go to sleep looking at the clock, don't have nowhere to go, fall asleep, just got out the bed. Go to church early, uh, go to church late and leave early. People are looking at you. They're watching you and your life as a testimony. You're, you're deceiving the saints. But not only did he deceive the saints and despise, but he, he despised the Savior. Jesus said he wasted his life because he deceived the saints and he despised the Savior. And, and when I looked at this, I, I thought that he had a chance to be saved because he had the Lord's word. I mean, he was there when, when the Lord stood between the horns of Mount Hatton and said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. He was there when, 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 when the Lord said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. I mean, Jesus was right there when Jesus taught the parable about the uh, virgins, five wise, five foolish. He was right there when Jesus gave the magnificent metaphor, I'm the bread of life, I'm the water of life, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He had the Lord's word but he was still lost. And I'm wondering, is Judas on the line today? I ain't trying to scare nobody. We, we, we have the Lord's word Sunday after Sunday, over and over again. He says, bring the tithes to the storehouse. I mean, that is his word, isn't it? Over and over again, he says, love your enemies as, I love, as you love yourself. But we despise that over and over again. He says, if you've got something against your brother or your sister, go to him. But, but, but yet, 
we'll hold on to our grudges, start hating folks that we see every Sunday. We despise that. When he says, forsake not the assembling ourselves together, when he says, come to church, we despise that. We have the Lord's word, but we don't want to hear that. Judas was lost because, because he heard the master. He heard him teach, he heard him preach with power, conviction, and persuasion. But yet he ignored the word of God. How many of us are ignoring the word of God? But not only did he despise the, the word of God, but he despised his work. He saw all the miracles that Jesus had done. He was there somewhere between already and not yet when those ten lepers were cleansed. He was there at the wedding of Cana Galilee when Jesus turned water to wine. I mean, he was there when Jesus took men off beds and put beds on men. I mean, he was there when Jesus took a little boy's lunch and had a smorgasbord in the desert. He was there when Jesus opened up a long drugstore on the Jericho Road. He was there when Jesus uh, healed the blind man. He was right there when Jesus stopped a funeral procession and turned into a family reunion. But he despised all of that. And I come by to say that some somebody uh, here is despising the works and the word of the Lord. I mean, every every day. The sun rises, and you don't have to add fire to it to keep it burning. That's a work of God. Who else but God can make it rain in Iowa, cause a tornado in Kansas, a flood in Texas, a heat wave here uh, uh, on the West Coast all at the same time? Who else but, but God can put stars in the sky and the bowl never needs changing? Who else can hang the sun in the sky like a golden medallion? Who else but God can do that? So you ignore the works of God. You, 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 you know what time you laid down last night, but you don't know what time you went to sleep. Somewhere between not last night and snoring this morning, you went over in the la-la land. But early this morning, God woke you up, and, 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 and he didn't do it because you were so good. He did it because of his grace. And so I've come out and tell you, you can't ignore God. There, there are some things, y'all, I, I can't ignore, but, but, but I can't ignore God. There are several things that I really ignore because, uh, but it becomes a problem when I try and ignore Jesus. For example, y'all, I don't think about the solar system every day. I don't think about Hamlet to be or not to be. That doesn't break in on my thought pattern every day. But there are some things that I cannot ignore. I cannot ignore whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. That breaks in on me. A lot of y'all worrying about your future. You don't have to go to Madam Nobody. You don't have to go to Prophet Nobody. And you don't have to get no rabbit's feet. You don't have to go to no tarot card reader or call no psychic hotline. You don't even have to call your bishop or your prophet. No, you can call Jesus. If you want to know what's in your future, look in your past. Whatsoever a man soweth, the same shall he also reap. If you've been making folk cry, you might as well get you some Kleenex, some puffs, some handkerchiefs. Because you got some crying to do. You've been digging ditches for folks. You better watch where you walk because somebody got a ditch dug for you. So you can't ignore the Lord. But not only did he despise his works, not only despise his word, but he despised his warmth. Over and over and over and over again. Don't you hear Jesus saying, I chose you? First warning. I called you. That's another warning. At the very beginning, and one of you was a devil, that, that was a warning. Don't, don't, don't you see them sitting in the upper room, and he said that one of you is going to betray me? And I know the disciples didn't know who it is because, because all of them kept saying, Lord, is it I? 
So, so he deceived the saints because nobody knew who he was. But Jesus gave them a warning. He said, the one who dipped his hand with me. That, that was a warning. In the Garden of Gethsemane, in the Garden, uh, uh, even Jesus gave them a final warning when, 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 uh, when, 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 when the soldiers came. And Jesus looked at them and said, friend, looked at him and said, friend, where are you coming from? That was a warning. And, you know, that's the way some of us are. We ignore the warnings of God. Let me, let me help you see what I'm talking about. Every time you pass a cemetery, that's a warning. Get right with God. Every time somebody dies that you know and love, that's a warning. Get right with God. Every time God speaks, he's saying get right. Every time you read it in an obituary column, every time somebody goes in the hospital, that's a warning. Get right with God. And many of us are going by God's warning. We despise his work, we despise his word, and we despise his warning. And then not only did Jesus, did Jesus deceive the saints, despise the Savior, but last day as I close, he destroyed his soul. He destroyed his soul because of his decision, because of his deal, and because of his destiny. The Bible says that he went out in the night. He went his own way. And that's when we get in trouble, declare victory, as when we go our own way. We get in trouble when we make decisions outside of the will of God. You see, church is not Burger King. You can't have two all-beef patties on a sesame seed bun. You, you, you can't have it your own way. It's his way or no way because he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You see, there, 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 there is only a short step between satanic suggestion and satanic possession. First, Satan put it in his mind. Then after he opened, his, opened up his mind, Satan entered into his heart. And and, and 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 you have to understand, you're just like the Holiday Inn. You can't stop Satan from coming in the lobby, but you do have a say-so about letting him have a room in your house. You can't let him check in. And a lot of you not only have let him check in, but you've given him the penthouse of your life. you got to watch how you let decisions check in your life. Now, what really bothered me about Judas is the Bible says that when the soldiers came in the garden, he stood with them. And that bothered me because a few verses earlier I read where he sat with him. In essence, I see where you sit now. You're sitting with him. But when, when, when we open the doors and say, God be with you, where do you stand? I see where you sit on Sunday, but where do you stand on Monday? He went his own way because of his decision, but then because of his deal, because he sold the Lord for 30 pieces of silver. And you know how much 30 pieces of silver would buy? A slave. He sold the Lord for 30 pieces of silver. And that's a shame, isn't it? I'm so glad y'all said it because some of us will sell the Lord for a lot less than that. Now, Judas didn't have to do that. He could have been. He couldn't have been hungry because he was the treasure. He kept the bag. And he was stealing, according to John chapter 3, he was stealing. So he, 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 he couldn't have been hungry. Because Jesus had already said, I'm the bread of life. So he didn't have to do that. But then as I leave y'all this morning, not only his decision, not only his deal, but his destiny. The Bible says that he went, out, went his own way, his own place. And that's since Judas committed suicide. And I come out to suggest that you don't have to commit suicide like Judas. No, he didn't have to kill himself. And what I've come out to suggest to somebody that you don't have to do that. Because the song says, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. Wow. 
I do want to say that Judas made the tragic mistake that many of us make. He put limits on the grace of God. And you can't put limits on God's grace. I heard Paul say his grace is sufficient. Paul said, I had something bother, really bothering me. And Paul said, I prayed to God and I asked three times, Lord, please remove this thorn. I also heard Paul say that the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient. You know, there's somebody on the line right now and you feel, you may feel that God is not a God of a second chance. But I want to tell you that not only is my God God of a second chance, he's the God of many chances because if the truth be told, you used your second chance a long time ago. And not only will, you, will he give you a second chance, but he'll give you a third chance, a fourth chance. And some people don't come to church because they feel so guilty. But I tell them, don't feel guilty because the God we serve has already said that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God has already said that while we were yet in sin, Jesus died on the cross. And how many of y'all on the line know that God specializes in another chance? If I had time, I'd call the road. I just don't have time this morning to call the road. And so so my, my encouragement to you as I leave you is stop playing with God. Stop playing with your Christianity. Stop playing with church. Stop playing with your relationship with God because, because you're called. You're called to do something. And, and the truth of the matter is if you don't know what the Lord has called you to do, people can keep you from doing what you're supposed to be doing. Wow. May God bless you. May God keep you is my prayer as I pass the call to Sister Bubbly. Hit it. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Father God, we come before you this morning. Trusting and believing in who you are in our lives, Father God. Father, we just thank you so much for Pastor Jones and the message that he just blessed us with. Lord, thank you for calling us up out of our sleep this morning, Father God. You didn't have to do it, but oh, Heavenly Father, I graciously thank you that you did, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for us walking in our calling. And if we're not walking in it, Lord, that we need to seek you and ask you, what is it that you would like us to do, Heavenly Father? We just bless your name, God. You are so good to us that we can't even thank you enough. Father, I ask you right now, God, after praying for Sister Benita Jones, Lord God, and her family as they mourn the loss of their loved one, Lord God, give them the peace and the comfort that they only can, can receive from you, Heavenly Father. We thank you for her, her brother Anthony's life, Father God. Oh, God, God says thank you, Lord God. He just another angel that you called in early. And, and we have crossed that life and go through that same transition, Lord God. Thank you that he knew you, Father, that he knew you and he loved you, Lord God. I just thank you right now, Father, for those who are going through bereavement right now. I don't know everybody's name and what the situation is, but Heavenly Father, 
you, Lord God. We just thank you, God for all that you do for us in each and every day, Lord God. And it's because of your grace and your mercy that we are yet still here in our right minds, Heavenly Father. We just bless you, oh God. I'm praying right now, God, and I hope everybody's with me on this, that we are praying for our sister Moni, that the situation with the lady named Stacy, that all will be well, that you will just give Moni favor with that situation, that we know that you can do anything but fail, Father. Lord, we're praying for this, this nation and this world, Father God, because every day we wake up and see another day. We see it just, we see the signs and your wonders of all that your word says that's coming to pass, Lord God. We just know we just need to keep looking to the hills which our help comes from, Lord, and that is from you. Lord, I thank you right now for the calling that you're trying to show me, Lord God. I acknowledge the fact that I don't know exactly what that is, but I can always seek your face, God, to know exactly what that is, Lord God. Continue to do a new thing in each and every one of us on Declare Victory, and even those who are not in Declare Victory, that we can share the, the call with them and let them know that we serve a risen Savior, and that he is still good today as he was on yesterday, Lord God. Thank you for giving us another opportunity, Lord, to be able to get this life, get this thing called life right today, and to be better today than we were on yesterday, Lord God. And thank you for another chance for us to get it right, because somebody didn't open up their eyes this morning, Lord God. Oh, but I'm so grateful that I still got my sight, and I'm still here, Lord God. God, I thank you for each and every declarer that declares your word, Lord God. Thank you for this much call, the call, the call, the ones that the called out, the ones that you have placed your hands across and that you use them to share a mighty word about who you are in our lives, Lord Jesus. I thank you, for God, for each and every one of the people, of persons who are on this call this morning, God. Be with whoever's up and has things to do early this morning, Lord God. Cover and keep them, oh God. I just thank you right now, God, for my family, Lord God, for my children, to my grandchildren, to my nieces, to my nephews. All of us need you, Lord God. Use me, Lord God, to be that vessel, Lord God, that, that we can remind them who you are, who you are and who, who, you, who, who you are, God. Because of who you are, God, I will give your name the praise, Lord God. We just bless you and love you so much. I just want to thank you once again for Pastor Lavelle Jones. He is such a, a teacher, and he just shares your words the way it needs to be shared, and then he gives it to you with the way you can understand, Lord God. I just bless you, and I love you, oh God. Be with us, Lord God, as we go through our day, Lord God. Help us to just do better. Be better for you, Lord God. I just love you so much, Lord God. Thank you for loving me first. Thank you for calling me out of darkness, calling us all out of darkness into your marvelous light, Lord God. We just can't do nothing without you, Lord God. Nothing we can do without you, God. We need you 24-7, 365, Lord God. That's every day, every hour, every day of the year, Lord God. Let us get up and be, as Pastor said, let us to be more like you. Let us open up our hearts to you. Let us keep our minds on you. Lord, I thank you so much. Thank you so much this morning, Lord God. I'm trying to keep tears back because I, I just, it's just, it's just so many people that you're calling home. And we know we all want to get there, but it's just so hard. It's so hard on this earthly body for us to get it 
get our minds through all of these all of these lives that are, that you are calling home, God. We just thank you for us being able to be here one more day. Thank you, Lord, for calling us out of sleep this morning, Father. We just thank you, Lord God, because we are the chosen. We are the chosen one, Lord God. And as we ask everybody that's on the call to take their phones off mute so we can celebrate the lives that are still here, celebrate those that you have called home, celebrate the day that you have made, and we thank you for it, Lord God. I just bless your name, Lord God. So if anybody, everybody can take their phones off of mute and help me celebrate the, the goodness of who you are, Lord God. Thank you for who you are, Jesus. I can't thank you Hallelujah. enough, Lord God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord right God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Thank you for bringing it in my Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
I'm 
Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you
the creator of our of this world and our lives, Father, and that we will give your name all the glory, all the praise belongs to you. We thank you in advance for what you're going to do on this day, Lord God. We thank you, we praise you, and we love you. As we pass the tongue back to Pastor LaBelle, bless you. Amen. Thank you, Sister Bubbly. Awesome manifestation of the presence of God. Please mute your line, whoever in the kitchen. Whoever in the kitchen, y'all please mute your line. Mute your line, please. All right, y'all got y'all TVs going and everything. Please, please mute your line. All right. All right. Is there anyone that didn't get a chance to say good morning? Now's your time. Good morning. Good morning. It's Diane. Hey, Lady Di. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Great message. Oh. Praise God. Okay, who else was that? Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Wait, there was two people. One at a time. Good morning, Pastor LaVelle. Oh. It's Barbara. Hey, Lady Barbara. How are you? I'm good. I overslept, but I'm going to do the replay. All right. It was kind of fly. What I heard, definitely. Nah, I'm messing with you. Anyone else? Good morning. Hey, Pastor Vesel. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, you. How are you? I'm wonderful. Okay. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. What up, D? Get to sleep out your eye. You ain't at boot camp this morning? I've been already. Me too. Good morning. Good morning. It's Deborah Monica Evans. Good morning. Well, hey, Deborah Monica Evans. How are you? I miss your mama. I miss your mama so much. I think about her all the time. Boy, I miss your mama. Oh, she could sing to me today. Boy, she could sing to me any day. I miss my mama too. <laughs> When I was pastoring that church, she used to just come in there and sing to me all the time. Boy, I never will forget her and John. Wow. She, she had a big personality. <laughs> he showed <sure> did. <laughs> Anyone else? Good morning. Hi, this is Ravonda. You missed your 7 a.m. appointment for your Jerry Curl up here teaching. I know. I know. I know. I know. But see, see what, what happened was Didi was going to call me and say, you need to be on the line doing this. So the DD fault. The DD fault. So anyone else? Anyone else? 
Wait, wait, Ravonda. Wait, I'm wearing mine all natural now. My hair is all natural now, so I, I didn't cut well, this too much off my hair. That, that works better for the gym. I understand. Ain't nothing worse than curl right. juice and sweat mixed together. Nothing worse. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because I just been washing it. That's all. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right. Hey, listen, y'all. I'm doing a catering event in Berkeley today. Y'all know my barbecue business has really taken oh. off and stuff. So, so it. Hello. Good morning. Hey, see what's Damage, man. All right, well, y'all listen. It's in Concord. I'll shoot. I'll put the address in the victory room. But y'all come out there. I'm from one to eight today. Um, y'all come out there and support me. Support my business. Uh, barbecue is off the hook. I got brisket. I got, I got ribs, chicken links. I got all that. So y'all come out in Concord. So it's in the middle between Oakland, Vallejo, and and Pittsburgh, and all that. Y'all just come on. How happened? That okay. is me a sandwich, brother. That is me a brisket sandwich. Thank you. You can go to address. I know. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Let's jump in. Were there any God moments in the um, declaration for y'all this morning? Anybody? Anybody? Want to jump in? Good morning. Um, this is Bubbly. When you were saying, when you were saying about Judas and not living up to his name, making um um let me see. I'm trying to remember how remember how you said it, but it was definitely something that opened up my eyes and never thought about the names that we are given and we not living up to what the name is and that's what um caught my ear ear this morning. So if you can um just go say that one more time or elaborate on a little bit more about Judas and how he was messing up the name, his name. Judas comes from the word Judah, means to praise, praise God. And and he didn't live up to his name because he didn't praise God. And we were, we were the name of Christian, those that are of Christ, and we're messing up his name. Wow. Okay, thank you. And we don't we don't realize that. Y'all, because at my job, I work for Sacramento County, as a environmental specialist, okay, I'm a garbage man, y'all, okay. And I'm very careful what I say when I say what I say to who I say what I say when I say what I say. Y'all, y'all, y'all understand. Because, because they know I'm a Christian. And, and I, had, uh, I had one of my coworkers um, who actually helped me move in my house um, he said, they called me Bishop at work, and he said, Bishop, he said, I'll give you $5 right now if you if you just cuss right now. If you just cuss right now, I'll give you $5. Well, number one, that ain't enough. But number two, you're not going to get me to act out of character because I'm trying to win you to the Lord. So, therefore, I got to guard, guard my conduct around you because I'm a Christian, and I'm wearing the name of Christ. And so when when they need somebody to pray at work or something like that, you know who they call? They call me because they understand that uh, of my life. And, and I'm glad my sister Didi corrected me one time. I used to say the way I live condemns the way they talk, but she kind of corrected me on that. She said, no, bro, the way you live convicts the way they talk. In essence, 
they can't just talk any way around you because of the way your life is. And that's very important, very important for everybody to understand because of my Christianity, my life of Christ. Okay? Anyone else? Good morning. This is Cheryl. Wait, 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 hold on, just real quick. Let me see this. And that's, that's just, just like, Buckley, you, 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 your mama, your daddy's child, or you a Jones. I'm a Jones. And, and they know who my mama and my daddy is. So I need to be on my best behavior because of who my mama and daddy is. Well, it's the same way in the Christian realm, because if you notice, y'all folks are looking for a reason not to go to church. They are looking for a reason not to give their life to Christ. They're looking for a reason. Don't you be that reason. Don't you be that reason. I wish I had me a witness. Okay. All right. Who was that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Good morning. I was you, that's this is Cheryl. I'm calling from Alexandria, Virginia. Good morning. Uh, hey, girl. Hey, thank you for the teaching. But you you almost said uh, made my point that I was getting ready to make because when you when people know oh she Miss Simmons' daughter or she Mr. Jones' uh, a daughter or son or whatever when people know your family you can't just your, your parents will say don't go out there and embarrass me. Because they know who you came from. That's the same way. That's that's what what you were getting. I had to laugh when you started saying what you said because that is the point that I was trying to make. That when uh, people know who you say you are or where you came from, you cannot bring shame to the name of Christian. We should not by our lifestyle bring shame. Sometimes we do, but we thank God for His grace and mercy because He does look at our hearts. And if your heart is in a place where you really are sorry, then, then, then you're good. But we need to examine ourselves so that we don't bring shame to the name of Jesus. We don't bring shame to our Christianity and who we say we believe and who we say we serve. That's all I had. Thank you so much for the word this morning. It really, really blessed me. And I thank you by, for your delivery and for uh, <laughs> the comedic license that you take. I appreciate that. But I was blessed. Thank you so much. Praise God for you. Thank you. Dee, I'm going to kick you in the back of the head for this, what you did. You and Ravonda. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Go ahead. Praise God. Um, good morning. Um, the part that actually touched me was um, the fact that you said that what is God's testimony about you? And it got me thinking, hmm, that it never stop and think about it. That what, what is God saying about you? That really blessed my life. God bless you, sir. I know that's right. That, that, that We worry about what everybody else is saying. You better start worrying about what God is saying. Y'all, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm I'm in my I'm in my late forties and my birthday is in October and I find out that the closer that I get to God, the less friends I have. Now it would seem the opposite because it would seem like people would want to be around you more but I but the more I try to live my life for Christ, folks don't want to be bothered. They do not want to be bothered. I promise you they don't want to be bothered. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro. Hey, go ahead. You you said a lot. It's amazing. Um, 
testimony, I mean, and share, because it is testimony as well, when you do these declarations, even though you don't seem to know what the topic is, <laughs> never, I'm going to start texting you to remind you, but it actually, you don't need it because you just come right on in. But when you said the, and I don't know exactly how you said it, but people being like different in the sanctuary or church and they are at home and, you know, you have people that are watching you and living with you and your kids, your family, whoever, your your mate. Um, but they don't want, they're looking at you like, uh, if this is what, what it is, I don't want no parts of it because you're, who are you? You're wearing a mask. And so many people do that. You get your sanctuary shout on and you, you know, you look one way, you talk one way when you're around your kingdom people, so to speak. But then when you're around those that, that should be, you should be lighting up the world for, they, they're they confused. It's confusion. So that, that transparency and that authentic person, because God knows we can't front. We can front for everybody else. But God knows that for me, my truest witness is, is to my own kids and my own family. Those who know me know me, you know, not just when I get to church and show up, because I, I learned a long time ago, it don't really matter, like you said, what people think of me, because God knows. And, of, of course, I don't want anybody to fall off or cause anybody to stumble because of my walk. But that's why you got to really follow Jesus closer than you follow man, because we fall short. We make a mistake. But when you know who you are, whose you are, then it's easy. I hope that makes sense. And then the called is, is more simpler than we make it. And a lot of things, and that's why I love Dion, the midwife, because she told us there's some things we have to unlearn, some things that we got from Big Mom and them or just was put in us that don't even make sense. It's more religion than relationship. But that's, that's what I really love about being a victor. It's because we are true and we're authentic and we come together from all different parts of the world, all different denomination so to speak and and we just come in here and we learn and we grow so i appreciate you um brother i really do thank you for your share this morning wow thank you Didi. you know in, in tnt bible study um i made a statement and i put on facebook last week i don't know if many of you saw that um i said mary graded herself and she gave herself a f because she failed in the presence of God. My question to y'all this morning, have you ever failed so bad in the presence of God and you graded yourself and you gave yourself an F? Think about that before you answer. Because one of the longest journeys I've ever had in my life was from my office to the pulpit. Because I told y'all in TNT Bible study, that Greater Harvest knows Pastor Jones, but I know Lavelle. And, y'all, sometimes the stuff that I've been in in my life, the stuff that I've done, the, 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 all the mistakes I've made, the tricks that I've done, the, the, um, the women that I've played, I mean, I mean, I mean just, just tell the truth, you know, that all of that that I've done, I'm talking about in the order of my life. I ain't talking about now. I'm talking about what I used to be. It's, I, I used to struggle with getting up there preaching and God using me because one thing you can't do is play with God. And so many people, y'all, you, you play with God. I, what, what, what hurts me and makes me so frustrated with my members, and I can only talk about my church, my members, is that I see their passion for everything else, but when it comes to their passion for 
the things of God, it, it it's nowhere around. I mean, you can you can you can go anywhere you want to go, when you want to. You know, you support your kids religiously in their sports activities and everything. But when it comes to praise team rehearsal, Bible study, things like that, you ain't got no commitment. You ain't got no commitment. But but when you want that house, you want that raise, you want that car, you want God to do something for you, oh, then you want to get real commitment. God ain't fool. Don't stop playing with God like that. Don't, y'all, y'all, that, that's, listen, I, 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 and I said this part in the declaration. If you are not living Christianity Monday through Saturday as well as on Sunday, then you live in the life and playing the part of Judas. I wish I had me a witness here. And, and that is so true. And so many of us, so many of us want God to show up when we want him to show up in our situation. But if your pastor asks you to show up to Tuesday night Bible study, and, and let, me tell you, let me tell you the hurting part of a pastor at my church, at, at, at the pastor. I have two Bible studies. I have Tuesday night in Elk Grove and Wednesday in North Highland in Sacramento because my church is grown. And 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 the Elk, and the Elk Grove crowd can't make it to North Highland. North Highland can't make it to Elk Grove. So I got one church in two locations now. And so, and so, and so what bothers me about that is that I have the call too, because most of you call in. I have the call on Tuesday night. The sad part about it is that some of them won't even take the time to even call in. You could be at the gym on your treadmill. You could you could be getting your hair done at Ravonda's shop. You could be sitting on your couch. You could be cooking dinner. You could be doing what y'all doing right now. You probably getting ready for your day and all that. Some of y'all just laying in the bed. Some of y'all whatever, watch TV, whatever. This, you can do this for Bible study, and you won't even call in. And y'all, as a pastor, it hurts my heart. And, and some people say, uh, Pastor, you you can't you can't let people uh uh you you can't trip off people like that. You but you have to understand as a pastor, I have a heart for people. And 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 it's and it's said and, and let me say it this way. My sister before she died, my sister was on drugs. She was on drugs real bad. And um and I watched my mother, I watched my mother do everything she could to help my sister. And I watched my sister do everything to tear her life apart, her own life apart, and watch my mama sit back, and guess what? There was nothing my mama could do about it. To see her child go down a road to destruction that ultimately took her own life uh, um, because uh, she went to a diabetic coma and stuff and wasn't taking her medicine and stuff, and, and, and she ended up dying from it, going into a diabetic coma. But to watch her... Uh, 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 literally destroy her life, her own life, and seeing my mama cry about it because that was her child and it was nothing my mother could do about it. It's, it's the same way as a pastor because I want to see the people of God excel. I want to see them. I want to see them progress, and that's why you got to respect Dion for this call because Dion sometimes don't get on here and don't say nothing. She may be listening or whatever, but she don't. She's a visionary, but she don't have to. She don't have to let y'all know us know she's the visionary or, or she created this or, or anything like that. Because why? God has given it to her to see people empowered in the in the life of Christ. 
and, and the truth of the matter is some of us are too lazy, too selfish to even call in. To hear great declarations every morning or, or uh, and I was mad there was no Friday Night Live last night because I was on listen. They said, you're the first participant on the call, and, and I was the only participant on the call, but that's another story for another time. Wifely anyway, duties, wifely duties, stay in your business. Okay, well, I could have did it for you if you'd asked me, but that's okay. Anyway, yeah, you didn't respond. Um, no, you didn't stop it. Okay, but um, but but is, is there anybody? We else were on the line, and we were expecting what? Friday Night Live as well. Uh, I say this to my Friday Night Livers: it's always an open forum, and do the hosts don't have to be on it. Y'all could have still had the call, but Didi was being a wife last night. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> well, we missed hey, Hallelujah. <laughs> Pam and I were on there. We missed you, girl. We missed you. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. Oh, this is my call. Hold on, hold on. Did he, did he, did he text them? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. No, but seriously, is there anybody who's watched somebody in their life do everything they, everything they could to literally hurt and destroy themselves and there was nothing you could do about it? Anybody know anybody like that? Because that's, that's how your pastor feel about you. When you won't come to Bible study, you won't come to Sunday school, you, you barely come to church. My church is an hour and ten minutes. Now, I've cut my church down, both my worships, to an hour and ten minutes. Pastor, how did you do that? I cut out devotion with them deacons. I cut out altar prayer. Why you cut out altar prayer? Because I got intercessory prayer. Come to intercessory prayer. You can get all your prayers answered. Met, needs met. Um, uh, I cut out somebody standing up reading my announcements. Why do you do that, Pastor? Because I give you a bulletin. I, I email you the announcements and stuff. Now, if there's a, something highlighted, we'll highlight that or whatnot. But I cut all of that up, and we deal with strictly worship now. And 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 my church is come as you are, but don't leave like you came. And people still find an excuse not to spend an hour and ten minutes in worship. Y'all talk. I'll listen. Anybody got nothing? Nobody got nothing to say, huh? Okay. Um, Long, I think I'm sitting here straight. I'm sorry, you can't. Wait, 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 wait. You're 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 kind of choppy, so if you you got to pick oh, up song if you talk on the speaker. Sorry, you guys. I was driving. I said no, Pastor. Okay. I was basically fixing because um, that's me. You know, um, well, my pastor sometimes like I'm in confused. I'm like, shoot, is it council today? Going good well. I didn't check just so I can not go. You know, and it's sad. But now that, you know, oh, God, I got to call my pastor and apologize. Let me stop. Let let, let me tell you all something. One of my members sent me this, and and I I know you all saw it on Facebook uh, this past week. 1,700 pastors quit each month. 1,700 pastors quit each month. Pastor Elliot Ivey said every church is different, and y'all have no idea the stress that comes along with trying to lead people. And and one of my members texted me and said, Pastor, thank you for not quitting. Thank you for not quitting. And and what y'all don't know, and, and I tell my church, yeah, not not only do I pastor one church in two locations, and I do two Bible studies and stuff, 
But I got a full time job. I got a full time job. I work every day. My my day starts at two AM every day. And sometimes it don't end to seven, eight o'clock in the evening. So so y'all, I'm not just I'm not just doing this for my health. I'm not just I'm not just I'm not just teaching and, and preaching just because I want to or whatever. Y'all y'all gotta understand God called me to something and we're talking about the call. God called me to preach. God called you to listen. And, and, and you won't even take the time to listen. Sometimes you won't even take time to pick up the phone. And if that's you, I, I agree. You you ought to call your pastor and apologize. You really do. You ought to call him to apologize and just tell him you love him. Because you don't know. He, got, he, he may have a wife. He may have family. He can't do family things and stuff. And y'all know, y'all know Mother Shirley Baker is a member of my church. That's O.J. Simpson's sister, and 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 she's faithful. She's the mother of my church, and she made it clear. She made it clear the other night. She said, uh, "We won't pastor the preach, and they won't pastor the preach all the time." And you know yourself at your church, you want your pastor to preach because you don't want to hear the associates and stuff all the time. But you want him to preach. My pastor called me yesterday, Dr. Clayburn Lee, and we talked for a while, and. Uh, he, uh, and Mount Calvary has three services right now, and he said, but we're getting ready to go back to a fourth service. Uh, but guess who they want to preach? They want him to preach. He's got kids in college in Atlanta and things like that and stuff and all of that. And y'all, do y'all know, y'all know, y'all don't know what it takes to put a sermon together, what it takes to put Bible studies together and stuff. We, we can't do what we do and, and, and just stand up and do it. No, it takes prayer, it takes meditation. You got to plan it out and all that, and then you got to know what you're talking about. These these, these that declare that they do declarations and stuff, they they plan. Dee Dee on Friday Night Live, she don't just get up talking; she has to plan that. And 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 you got you got to give her credit because last night she said I needed a break and I needed to be a washer last night. That you just don't know. That is a blessing. Bless her husband and whatever they did, if it was just a walk in the park, if they if they just sat on the couch and they held hands or rubbed noses or whatever the case it may be, you don't know how that blessed her and blessed him. And y'all, we don't think about those things. So stop playing with God because Judas played with God. He was right there. When when Jesus won the evangelism campaign, don't fool yourself. Judas was right there. He was right there. But he despised all of that for his own selfish purpose. Made me so mad last week, y'all. I told, the week before I told my praise team, I need to meet with them. I need to meet with y'all. Next Saturday, I need to meet with y'all. Ask me why half of them went out of town. Because that's how they feel. That's what they think. That's how they feel. So guess what? So did they sing Sunday? No, they sure didn't. Are they singing tomorrow? No, they sure not. Because I don't have time to play when it comes to the things of God. Y'all folks are dying, going to hell. And and as Bubbly said in her prayer, y'all folks are leaving this world at an unprecedented rate. And, and y'all, it used to be old folks dying. It ain't young. It ain't old folks now. 
It's young folks. I done, in the last three weeks, I, I know at least nine, ten people that have checked out again. So, so we got to stop living the life and playing the part of Judas and being real about what we're doing. And, y'all, it's a daily thing. It's one day at a time. I'm not telling you you got to be at church every day or anything like that. That's why I cut my, my weekly stuff down. I, 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 it's two nights a week, uh, two days a week at my church now. Because uh, I, I don't, I, I, mothers have kids. They're back in school and things like that. I Believe me, I get, I understand all of that. So I don't try and bombard them with all of that, you know. With, with mission meeting, usher meeting, and all that. No, 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 no. Let's let's do it. Let's do things. Let's do it early, and 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 let's get let's let's try and kill two birds with one stone or three birds with one stone on one night. That's why I do my new members orientation before Bible study. That way you you get it all done that night, and you're done with it. I understand people have lives. I have a life. I want I want I want to. I, I mean I mean other than this this barbecue business stuff that I have. I mean, last Saturday, I sat on the couch all day and did nothing, and it felt so good just to have a breather. So I, I get it. I get it. But we have to be real about the things of God. Does anybody got any comments? I'm sorry, y'all. Come on. I, I, can, I can talk all morning. Anybody got any comments? Now, you preaching real good uh, there, uh Pastor. Good morning. It's Brother E. I know, I know. I saw that I saw that pretty girl you was on the picture with. I was like, why is she sitting with him though? But okay, but I mean, you know, I mean after all of you as a marriage, I understand. But okay. I'm praying I'm I'm praying for Juju, but okay. I mean okay. <laughs> Jesus, beautiful. Well, happy anniversary. Stop 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 hating all the time. Anyway, listen. I, I think we forget, you, you know, we forget that when we come together, first of all, when we come together, uh, we just in practice right now. You know, what we do on earth and, what, you know, and in, in, in terms of, of, of Bible study uh, 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 and, 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 you know, uh, regular worship, that's just, that's just practice. Now, if you don't like coming to church, you don't like come come together and, and, and learning about God. What you gonna do? What you think is gonna happen in heaven? Bob says we're gonna be ever learning for eternity. If you can't stand, you, if you can't even stand for for hour hour and ten minutes, what you gonna do in heaven? That's what the, you know what I'm saying. That's what's all we all we're gonna be doing. So this is just a a, a practice. But you know, you know, Paz, there's something about a call. There's two things that happens. You know, receive a call. You know, that's the first step. But you, you gotta, you, you gotta answer it. You know, so we have a choice. You know what I'm saying? But we're all called because you know, uh, as as you well know, uh, the word for church in, in Greek means ecclesia, which means the called out ones. And so it's just like if you get a telephone call. You know, ecclesia, ecclesia, right? I'm messing with you. Go ahead. You, you're right. Uh, thank you for the correction. But uh, you know, it's like getting a telephone call. You know, you can choose to, to uh, um, you can choose to pick it up. 
somebody call you across the street and everything, you can choose to acknowledge them or keep on walking. So it, it, there's always a, a, a choice. But you 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 are so um, on point with what you just said, though. Uh, I mean, you you know, we give our time and we give our desire to to the things that we have, but we have to understand too that being a called and calling together to worship. When you get to a point, I say when I get to a point that you know. I stop being selfish, then I understand that I serve a greater purpose. You know what I'm saying? That I'm not just called for myself, but I'm called to, I'm, but I'm called to come together to worship, especially with believers, because uh, I might be an encouragement to somebody. Somebody might need to hear a, a, a kind word or, or my presence or, or my personality, whatever gifts God has given me to make them feel better or to build up the body. Uh, uh, somebody may need to see what I'm going through and to understand that, well, if Eric can go through that and still come to church and still open his mouth and praise God, then maybe there's hope for me too. There may be somebody that doesn't know God and may be in that church for the first time and may need somebody to to, to say hello or to, to say that it's okay that, or to give them the gospel, that God loves them and, and, and has a better thing because you know, he pulled me out of the mess. So we have to understand that when we're called and when we're called to worship together and everything, that we also serve a God of community. You know what I'm saying? Father, you know, just like, you know, you want to see all your kids. You want to see all your kids together, you know, and you and you have desire to have a relationship. You want to see them not just together for yourself, but you want to see them together and loving on each other and everything because that's what we're going to be doing. In, in in heaven, so you know I you know I just want to challenge and encourage everybody just to think that way. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> it's the love. Wow. For each other. Very well, very well put, brother E. If if we can grasp, if we could ever grasp the concept of what you just said, but my my fear is we just we don't um, because because. We feel like I, I I feel that people live how they want to live, do what they want to do, and still die and think they're going to heaven. And and that's not the way it's going to work. And and we need to understand that and be clear about that. Uh, about the things of of God that we do down here. If you have no time for God here. I, how you going to heaven? That this, you know, when it's gonna be every, every day will be Sabbath. Sabbath will have no end, <laughs> you know. And and we just we we got to start being real because y'all, I, I mean, it's just a sign of the time. You know, you know what um my worship leader said, and the fellas really don't know what I'm talking about when I say this. Um, he said, y'all, life is the two minute warning. He said, right now, this is the two-minute warning of life. And anybody in football knows, in the two-minute two warning, it's time to hustle. It's time to get busy. It's, to, it's time to put all the cards on the table and pull out every every play that we know how to do to get us to this next score so we can win this game. When Dion puts this call together, what she's saying is the two-minute warning. When your pastor's telling you come to Bible study, come to Sunday school, hear this word that he's preaching, teaching, it's it's two minute warning. 
what you going to do? You going to sit on the sidelines or, or are you going to act? Are you going are, are you going are you going to be a part to win this game? Quit, quit talking about it and start being about it. Anyone else? I, I, I quit. I quit. I know y'all don't like me no more today, but that's all right. Anyone else? Don't waste your life. That was the message today. Don't waste your life. You don't have to. Don't waste your life. Don't waste your life. I'm, I'm trying to instill that in my kids. Now, my, my, my daughter, y'all know my daughter just had a baby and stuff and all of that. And, um, and she lives with her boyfriend, which I ain't happy with, but she's grown. What can I say? I taught her right, and but she still made her own decision. And, and, and she's been asking me to buy her a car or help her buy a car, and, um, and I, I just couldn't do it. And the reason I couldn't do it is because you live with a man. You live with a man. That 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 man ought to, you know, if he comes to me and say, help us get a car, that's one thing. But I'm not buying a car so he can drive it and ride up and down the street in it. I I, I just I'm I'm a man's man, so I don't I don't I don't get down like that. But however, if if they came to me and said said that together, but 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 that that was my little selfish grandizer. Okay, now anybody know me? No, I keep a bunch of cars. I got four cars. And 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 my assistant pastor bought uh, a new Mercedes this past weekend, last Sunday. And and then on Tuesday night at Bible study, he he I'm sitting there teaching TNT and he walks up to me and he puts something on the on the um on the tape. I didn't pay no attention. So after I finished after TNT, I looked. I said, I said, Pastor Hardman, what is this? He said, Open it, look. So I opened it, and y'all, it was the pink slip to his Lexus. It was the pink slip to his Lexus. Beautiful Lexus. And he said, Pastor, I'm signing this over to you. This is for you. You've been so good to me. You've been blessing me. So you know what I had to do with my daughter. Now, now I can't have six cars or five cars. That's what I had to do. I had to give her one of mine because that's, that was just the right thing to do. Because when you're blessed, you ought to be a blessing. Without limitation, without restriction. And so many people, they'll bless you, but they bless you with restriction. Don't bless me with restriction. Bless me because God said do that. So be real is what I'm saying. Be real in it. Judas wasn't real. He he was he was faking and shaking. And that's what I'm saying. Don't fake, don't shake. Okay, y'all. It's almost eight o'clock and I gotta get to Concord. Um again, um any more questions, any more comments? Thank y'all for tolerating me today. Nobody asked any questions about the declaration or anything or about Judas or 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 the fact that did anybody catch the part that in verse 24 of Matthew 26 that uh, Jesus said 
that it would have been better for this man if he had not been born? Do, do y'all understand this wasn't no wine head? This, this wasn't no pimp? This wasn't no prostitute? This was an apostle of God. And, and God's testimony to him was it would have been better if he had not been born. And that's why I asked you the question, what's God's testimony about you? Can, can God say to Satan about you, have you considered my servant, whatever your name? Can, can God trust you? Can God trust you with trouble? Or are you going to take a, a gun and blow your brains out? Because you can't handle it. Let me tell you something, and, and, and this is my own little personal testimony. God had allowed the devil to throw the best at me. He threw every punch at me that he possibly could. Y'all know I lost my son, my 17-year-old son, on New Year's Eve. He, he, I, I thought that was bad enough. So the end of that year was bad. Going into the next year was bad because I lost him on New Year's Eve. I buried him January the 11th. And those of you who know me and remember, my church took a vote to put me out 10 days after I buried my son. Then my brother died. My oldest brother died. And then a year, a year later, y'all remember my daddy and my sister died the same weekend. And then y'all remember... Remember, I was married, and my wife packed up the house and walked out on me. I mean, I mean, I mean, he threw the best that he could at me, and 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 God allowed him to do it because God, I believe, God told Satan that he real and he ain't gonna cuss me to my face because I can trust Jones with trouble. There's nothing worse than you losing your child. If you've never lost a child, you don't know what I'm talking about. I've lost a parent. I've lost a brother, a sister, a nephew, uncles, aunties, grandparents. There's nothing harder than losing your child. Mark my word. Now, some of my members get mad at me when I say that. Well, you can't tell me how I feel when I lost my mom or my daddy. This and that, but you ain't ever lost a child. And when you lose a child, then you come talk to me. Because that's a different kind of feeling when you lose your namesake, your child at 17 years old. And I'm not talking about losing a child is, 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 is hard enough. And I'm not talking about just no natural cause. You knew he was going to pass and you could prepare and stuff. I'm talking about for some senseless stuff that wasn't even his fault that he didn't have nothing to do with. And the Lord took him. You talk about pain, you don't know pain. And so Satan threw the best that he had. And guess what? I'm still serving God. And I'm going to continue to serve God because he's been just that good to me. I wish I had me a witness here. All right, y'all, I'm through. I quit. I quit.
I quit. I love each and every last one of y'all. Again, if you're in Concord today or stop by Concord, y'all come see me. Come pay me a visit. Come get some barbecue and some good mac and cheese and some some beans and all of that stuff. Um, uh, y'all do that. I'm going to shoot it in the in the victory room real quick and just look at, look at it and see it. All right? Y'all have a great day. And then remember, tomorrow, go to worship. And when you get to worship, make sure you see Jesus in the worship. Because if you don't see Jesus, you have not worshipped. Isaiah chapter 6. Read it when you get a chance. Love you all. Have a good day. Blessings. Love you too, brother. Have a blessing, everyone. Blessings. Love you guys. Have a blessed day. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor.
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Supporting one 